from him who is awake and alert and always vigilant to make you, by his grace, awake and alert and vigilant for his return. From him be all grace and mercy and peace. Amen. Our text this morning is our gospel lesson, these words of Jesus. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. This is our text. Any parent knows what it's like to be vigilant. Just let your son or daughter go out with the car for the very first time and see what happens. You will be vigilant, waiting and watching. I remember very well when our son Ben was in college in Nashville. We lived in Milwaukee, and he was driving home from Nashville all the way to Milwaukee all by himself, and suddenly I got this frantic phone call saying that the GPS had made him take a wrong turn, and he was now in the middle of Gary, Indiana. You can imagine how that phone call went. So I had to, this was in the days, I had to get out my map, and I had to give him over the phone turn-by-turn directions to make his way back out on the freeway and finally get home. And you can imagine how Tammy was pacing behind me as she listened to one side of this conversation. And so we waited with vigilance until, yes, he finally got home safely. Any parent knows what it's like to be Vigilant. You know what it's like to be vigilant if you've ever been in an airport. You've heard the overhead sing- signals telling you if you see any unattended baggage, tell an authority. Leave it alone. You know what it's like when in this day and age, if you have small children and somebody pays more than passing attention to your small children, you're alert, you're vigilant. And we are all very thankful that our credit card companies are vigilant, watching out for fraud. You maybe have received one of those phone calls when there are some unusual charges on your credit card. What a good thing it is that our credit card companies are vigilant. We know to be vigilant in so many areas of our lives, but the last Sunday of the church year reminds us of the most important vigilance of all, and that is to be spiritually vigilant. Jesus' words today remind us that the end is coming. The day is near. Stay alert. Stay awake. Don't get too comfortable. Don't grow complacent. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. The day is coming. It is coming soon. Time is short, so stay awake. Stay alert. You get the message? But in the self-centered sinfulness of our daily lives, we are far too often far unprepared. With our actions and with our words, we we say to the Lord, not yet, stay away. I, I am not yet ready for you. I have people to see and things to do. I have places to go. I don't want to think about your second coming. 
And yet here we are reminded of it again today as yet another church year comes to a close as the days are getting darker and even another calendar year is getting ready to end. So, are you ready? Jesus uses words like stay alert, beware, stay awake. These words have the sense of an ongoing commitment of staying awake and being alert. This isn't just a one-time thing. Jesus says that we are to always keep on keeping on staying alert and being awake. And the only time that ever stops is when Jesus comes back. Jesus emphasizes a daily, day in and day out, even hourly watching and waiting for his return. But instead of watching and waiting, we are resting and sleeping. The way Jesus describes it, this is a world in which nothing can be taken for granted. Jesus could return today. If, if you went to sleep for even 15 minutes, you might most miss the most important moment of your life. You might wake up and find Jesus standing over you with suitcases in both hands saying, where were you when I arrived? The, the door was wide open. No lights were on anywhere. I, I thought you'd be out here watching and waiting for me. Luther's explanation to the third commandment comes into play here. You remember it. We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. We've all failed on that account. We fail when we neglect not only worship and Bible class, but, but also personal study and devotional time on a daily basis. It goes for all of us who fail to lead our families in spiritual nurture by attending church only occasionally and failing to send the kids to Sunday school. It goes for all of us who fail to tell our neighbors to keep watch and stay alert, to invite them to come to church with us, to remind them to be ever vigilant, to be present in worship so that they too will know that the second coming is soon and it is near. Because of our sin and, and our neglect of God's word and true worship, we are powerless to remain vigilant. Therefore, stay awake, Jesus says, for you do not know when the master of the house will come. And, and what I say to you, I say to all, to everybody, stay awake. Now, the word for watch or stay awake here is the very same word that Jesus uses in the Garden of Gethsemane when he tells Peter and James and John to wake up, to stay alert, to pray with him. As hard as it is, as long as it takes, please don't go to sleep on me, Jesus says. That's why we need, we desperately need, a wedding coordinator to take care of all of the details and preparations for the wedding feast that is to come for us. And in our very special case, the bridegroom himself becomes the wedding coordinator for us. He is the one who takes care of all the details. He makes us ready. He keeps us awake with the light of his love and the nourishment of his word. In fact, 
he humbled himself to prepare us. We're just about ready, as we've already noted this morning, to enter into that season when we focus on the fact that Jesus came to be God with us. But today we remember that he came to be with us for a special purpose, for the purpose of preparing us for the end. God wanted so badly for all people to be saved that he sent his son to be born of a woman, to be born into human flesh, to live a perfect life for all humans, all of us who can never stay awake or stay vigilant and prepare ourselves for his coming. We are made alert to Christ's second coming by his coming to us in our baptism. We are made alert and vigilant for his second coming when he comes to us today in and with and under the bread and wine with his body and blood for us to eat and drink so that our sins are forgiven, so that we have true hope, so that we have faith to wait and to watch and to stay alert. If you think about it throughout the course of of history, God has always prepared his people. Think back to the time of the Passover, when under God's direction, he had his people sacrifice the spotless lamb, have it pour out its blood, and then paint the doorposts of their homes with that blood, so that as they waited and watched, the angel of death passed over those homes and they were rescued through the parted waters of the Red Sea and given the gift of the promised land. Today, Jesus is our Passover lamb. His blood flows to mark the doorposts of our hearts so that the angel of spiritual death passes over us. He prepares us, Jesus does, by feeding us his holy meal, by filling our ears with his promises and by flooding our hearts with his forgiveness. One time there was a tourist who went to Italy. He wanted to explore the northern part of the, of the country. And so he saw something in a guidebook that he read where there was this one villa on the edge of Lake Como. And he went there and, and found this beautiful villa with beautiful gardens, he got to the gate and the gardener was there to open up the grounds to him and showed him around. And this old gardener showed him these grounds and these gardens that this old man kept in perfect order. It was beautiful. The flowers were blooming. All the shrubs were trimmed perfectly. Everything was as beautiful and as perfect as you could possibly imagine. And these two got to talking, the tourist and this gardener. And the tourist asked the gardener how long he'd been here at this villa. And the, the man told him he'd been there for 24 years. The man asked him, in, in those 24 years, how, long, how many times has the owner of the villa been here? The man said, four times. He said, when was he here the last time? He said, 12 years ago. Never since then? Never. Does he write you, the man said? No, he never writes me. Well, well then how do you get instructions about what you're supposed to do? Well, he said, I have a, a manager who 
sends instructions to me from Milan, and I get those instructions. He said, well, does that manager ever come to these gardens? He says, no, he never comes either. The tourist said, well, who comes here? He said, well, I'm almost always here alone unless a tourist like you comes along to visit. But you keep this garden in such perfect condition. The flowers are so beautiful. Everything is so neatly trimmed. You take such good care of everything. It's as though you expected the master to come home tomorrow. And the gardener said, no, sir, not tomorrow. I expect him to come here today. Today, sir. Today. Always today. Because God loves us so much, he prepares us personally today. By nature, we may only say, tomorrow the master may come, but, but the master himself comes to us and says, today, sir, today, ma'am, today. Today I prepared you with my Holy Spirit as I come to you with my word. Today I place my name upon you as my baptized child today. Today, I give you my body and blood today. Today and every day, I come to you with my gospel to make you completely spiritually prepared by forgiving you of all of your sins, every single last one of them. I have saved you, the master says. The preparation you need, I have already given to you. As a gift. God prepares us. Through the work of Jesus, he makes us ready. He forgives our sins so that we wait in eager expectation. Every day we say in vigilant faith, Today, Lord. Today. Come, Lord Jesus. Today. Amen.